Welcome back to your favorite podcast. At least I hope it's your favorite podcast. Finding the One Podcast. This is your host, Reese. Uh, This is episode six. It's about losing yourself. Losing yourself is very important when dating someone new or trying to date someone new. Um, You always want to have your own identity. Uh, Big red flag. Uh, If you don't have your own identity, it's going to make getting in a relationship even tougher because your whole experience is you're trying to figure out yourself, figure out your identity. You're trying to figure out what it is that you like. What do you like doing? What is it that what are your beliefs? What are you know? And if you don't know that and you're not certain of who you are as a person, especially if you have a very dominant spouse then you would tend to start swaying to do things that wasn't in your norm or things you weren't as far as like maybe your actions or activities you do that you wouldn't necessarily do or you've never done. You know, you're a lot more impressionable. So you definitely want to always make sure you are who you are and you enjoy being you and that you always work on being the best version of yourself. So I just wanted to get that out of the way before we dug in deep into the losing yourself. Uh, But losing yourself in a relationship uh, in the first couple stages, like the beginning stages of a relationship, uh, can be very interesting because as if you are a people pleaser, because I can speak for myself, I definitely people please to a certain extent. Like I want to make my spouse happy. I want people I love and care about to win and be successful. So to a certain extent, yes, it's people pleasing, but it's not to the point where like complete strangers, I'm going bending over backwards trying to assist them. Now, if I can do for you, then I will. But there's never been a time where I've just overexerted myself for a stranger. Um, So in losing yourself, Um, Just to touch on that, um, a lot of times I've talked to people who are in relationships who, in hindsight, they were like, wow, you know, I wasn't this kind of person before. Or, wow, uh, I never, I haven't, um, I'll give you examples so that I'll make it more clear. Uh, I'll give you an example of, wow, I haven't shot billards in forever. For people who don't understand what billards is, it's just pool. Um, Let's say that's a hobby that you enjoy. But let's say your new spouse or your potential spouse doesn't really enjoy going out. They like more of let's sit at home. Let's chill together. Let's kind of have some quiet time. Let's just have us time. And you're more of an outgoing, uh, enjoy being out. You don't mind the quiet. You don't mind sitting in the house. But you would prefer or you very much rather be outside is where you feel your best. Uh, And there's nothing wrong with that. But to make sure you don't lose yourself and that you know this about yourself, you have to have some kind of boundaries and lines of, okay, for example, if you guys both work, maybe when you come home from work, um, you say hello, you greet each other, and then you guys have a two-hour break separate from each other. Let's say... Just for even math, you both work nine to five. You get home at six. Uh, the two of you get home at six. 
uh, you speak very briefly and then from six to eight o'clock or we'll give it six thirty to eight thirty because you want to talk to your spouse longer than a couple minutes but from six thirty to eight thirty you have your alone time and your alone time is whatever you want to do whether it be you're going to leave the house and go out on a walk or go do an activity you really enjoy doing or it could be as simple as your spouse enjoys reading and you enjoy watching movies Whatever it is you want to do in that two hour span is completely up to you. And then it's something that more than likely what most people do, which I've spoken to several people about this topic, is most people will go ahead and do something that their spouse doesn't enjoy doing. So then if so, then they can save the stuff that they both jointly enjoy doing for together. Uh, an example of this maybe be um, maybe your spouse um, doesn't like riding bikes. Let's use that for example. You enjoy riding your bike. You own a bike. You have one that sits on the uh, hung up on the wall. So maybe for an hour you ride your bike. For the other hour you do a walk, and then after the two hour mark, you come back together. You guys can talk about your day. You could talk about the activities you did. You could talk about whatever you want. I mean, or you don't have to talk and just enjoy each other's company. But the key is after that two hour mark, don't go over it because whatever guidelines or boundaries you all set, what you do is you make sure to spend the rest of that time with your spouse. Because at the end of the day, this person is important in your life or this potential person in the case of finding someone is important in your life because you want to get to know them better. You want to get to understand them better as a person. And only through conversation and life experiences will you get a better understanding. I I would love to tell you that, hey, if you sit under your spouse every single day, all day, you'll learn them in a week. It's not possible because there's things that will happen in your life or things that will happen in their life. And it will bring back a memory for an example. I remember I was talking to my spouse and I was said, man, you know, when I was a kid, I used to really love Italian ice. They had a place where I could get a hot a Polish with onions and mustard. But the real hit was the Italian ice. And they had lemonade Italian ice and strawberry Italian ice. And sometimes... I would want to go just for the Italian ice, but every time I made sure I got my Polish fries and Italian ice because it was just like repetition. You do it so often, you got used to it. It's just like, yeah, give me a Polish and fries. So the point of the story was, as I was saying this randomly, because it's not like this is like a, uh, you, you know, when I was a kid, I used to, you know, it just uh, was like somehow we got on the topic of Italian ice or desserts. I was talking about, man, I haven't had an Italian ice in forever. And then that, after saying that story, my spouse then follows up by saying, oh, I love Italian ice too. I used to get Italian ice all the time. And and it was so funny because we would both be able to relay. Uh, in this case, they have a brand called Rita's. Um, and they sell like the little frozen ones, the frozen Italian ices that are in a cup. And you 
buy it at any of your local grocery stores. You go over to like the ice cream aisle, whatever. You can go over there and they come in like these little cups and uh, maybe let's say 10. There's a box of 10. And I said, man, I know what you mean. I stopped getting those years ago because for me personally, I know there's certain sweets or there's certain things that I just can't have enough of. So I just don't even buy it anymore. An example, in this case, Italian ice. Love Italian ice. You know, if I got a box of 10, probably four to five of them, four to six of them are gone because they're little cups. They're filled with Italian ice. Italian ice, if you've never had it, you can always Google it, of course, to see images. But it's usually like a lemonade flavor. As time has progressed over the years of me getting older, they've come out with more flavors like strawberry, watermelon, all that. But the the key flavor that everybody knows Italian ice for is lemon. And um, it's very good. It's always frozen. Um, You can scoop it. Uh, if you let it sit out long enough, you could drink it like a cold drink. Um, but overall, it is a great experience, a great love it sweet. And it was just so funny how like I, I can't remember exact. So I don't want to lie to you guys. I, I want to say either I saw a flash of it, either like on a computer screen or t- or TV or something. Either way, the subject of Italian ice came up. And that's why I was like, oh, my God, it takes me back to my childhood. And it was just a nice, um, nice story. It was nice to remember that. It was nice to really uh, you kind of take yourself back to that situation. And when you were a kid and when you had that Italian ice. Uh, And then it was just so funny that my spouse automatically was like, oh, yeah. I love Italian ice. I used to get them all the time, too. I don't know why I stopped getting them, but I really enjoy them. And I was just like, yeah, me too. And it was just so funny to me how you can sit up there and you guys can both jointly like something and won't even know it. And so going back to the main subject of losing yourself, the point of that little background story is it's just so funny how maybe you dated someone who wasn't a fan of that current restaurant or maybe you uh, moved or whatever it is that happened that changed you from enjoying something you used to enjoy or just uh, activities that you used to do I know for me I love skating and here in the west coast where I live Uh, They have skating rinks, but they're more so like family friendly. And I'm looking for more of an adult skating rink because, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not kid bashing or bashing people with families, but sometimes you just want to be able to skate without having the risk of tripping over little kids. So for me, it was always like, well, I definitely want to um, I definitely want to keep skating and I enjoy skating. And I definitely want to buy skates, but it's just frustrating that this is something I love or enjoy doing. And I love, enjoy skating at a skating rink. But every time I go, I have to be mindful of kids or the music selection isn't quite what I would prefer. Or, you know, rather I would love to skate to like some adult grown music and not like the little young kid songs that they play. 
uh, or family friendly, I could say, songs. So for me, um, I definitely a hobby that I enjoyed and I definitely lost that for some time. Uh, I definitely want to pick back up on that. And I've realized that and I've realized that about a lot of hobbies where maybe I've just got too consumed with work or school or dating or whatever it is. And you kind of lose lose the things you like, which make you you like, you know, make it unique to you. That doesn't mean other people don't like the same thing you like, but the things you like and why you like them or how you became to like them, they play a role in your life. Some of them, like in the case of the Lemonites, like I was saying, brought me back to my childhood of when I was a kid and I would be so excited just to be able to get a Polish and Italian ice. Some of them could be as simple as uh, activity like skating and how I used to enjoy skating and then, you know, uh, changing my location, geographical location, I didn't skate as much or I didn't own my, I didn't own any skates. So, or on a deeper level of losing yourself is maybe just um, you, some of your personality traits. So personality traits, for an example, maybe when you started dating or when you got in the dating scene, you were outspoken. And this happens a lot with ladies. So ladies, I really want you to tune into this specific part of it. So what happens a lot with ladies is that a lot of ladies who are outspoken, who are can be considered overbearing or a little bit too dominant, you have to be you. You have to be you and you have to understand there are men out there who will love that, who will enjoy that, who need that to be led, who need to be um, have a more dominant personality with them um, because life is all about a balance. Like it doesn't mean two people who are less dominant can't come together. You know, two submissive people can definitely come together and I'm sure they could work. But um, the best dynamics is somebody has to take the lead. Somebody has to be okay with the other person taking the lead. And too many times in the female community, uh, men are telling women, well, no, you should sit back and let me take the lead. I mean, just look at history in itself. Like women weren't able to get the same rights as men, same pay as men. Women weren't even able to get the same um, jobs. A lot of times, you know, women were so expected to stay at home, take care of the kids, cook, clean, and do wifely duties like that. So my point in saying this is that don't lose yourself. If you're outgoing, if you're very in your face, if you're very um, uh, strong-willed and strong person, be that person because there is a man who will love you or or a lady, whatever you're into, we're all inclusive on this channel. But there is a person, I'll do that because then I can cover all bases. There's a person out there who will love you for you, exactly who you are. And I think the most impactful thing uh, for me, at least in my situation, was one day my spouse told me she loved me for me. And it was just the most mind-blowing thing. And let me tell you why it's mind-blowing. Because everyone knows they have flaws. Everyone has flaws. Uh, some people have accepted their flaws and said, eh, you're going to take me as I am. And some people are like, let's say your spouse uh, points out one of your flaws. And some people, like myself, 
there's certain things where I was like, ah, I know I, I know I should work on that, or I know it's something I wanted to work on, but like I wasn't in a relationship with someone, so I was fine with it. But I know that by working on this, it'll make my overall relationship better, and it'll make my overall um, situation. Uh, just in dealing with people or just dealing with loved ones a lot easier, you know, maybe, you know, and I think, for example, uh, what I'm learning, I'm not going to say I've mastered it, is picking your battles and picking your battles is huge because sometimes, you know, people don't want to do the back and forth. People don't have the energy to go back and forth. And sometimes it's not worth the energy it's not you don't really care about the subject enough to go back and forth so a lot of times people don't understand that you just say okay you know like your spouse is trying to tell you hey you know you could really improve like this and you know i'm not trying to be negative or anything but i really just see that like you have really a lot of potential to uh do this or that can't think of an exact example sorry um but the thing about that is if you what my mother told me and it was one of some of the best advice i ever received was that you have to look at the source of the person telling you this information an example somebody outside of your circle whether it be your family circle your friend circle tries to give you constructive criticism you could definitely take it but also look and see, do they have malicious intent? Are they telling you this because like they generally want you to win? They generally want you to be great? Or are they saying this because they have malicious intent and they want to tear you down? Because everyone who gives you um, criticism isn't constructive. And everybody who gives it to you, some people are giving it to you in hopes that it, it'll uh, blow up in your face. And some people are giving it to you because they generally want you to be great and they generally see something in you, even if you don't see it in yourself. So I would say with losing yourself, there's nothing wrong with accepting who you are as a person. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to grow and develop if you want to do that, if you want to do that. Never be in a situation uh, with someone who can't love you for who you are today but they're loving you for who you could be like it's a sticky situation because i understand loving somebody on their potential because there's been a lot of people i've crossed paths with who didn't have the same support system who weren't as fortunate as i was so you meet them and you run across them in life and you want to be their support system you want to have them give that push you want to give them that drive you want to know them to know that they can bounce off ideas from you and if things get tough they can talk to you and you can support them in any way that you can whether it be financial whether it just be uh letting them vent whether it be giving them ideas whatever it is the case may be so the thing is that people don't understand is that it's not so much losing yourself when you it's criticism that you know deep down in your heart is legit criticism and deep down in your heart you know that by for an example picking your battles more wisely one you'd be a lot less stressed two have a lot less arguments with your spouse and three just the overall um being a better version of yourself because now you're not carrying on from arguments you're not 
going back and forth, your your overall well-being is better because you're not wound up using that time to uh, just continue the argument. Because I remember in the past, there was times where I felt adamant about something. They felt adamant about something. And now at this point, you're not even listening to you're not even listening to understand. You're literally listening to response. So you're you're saying something. I'm listening. And the whole time I'm tapping my hands or tapping my feet or like running everything through my mind of what I want to say. So you might have hit a lot of great points, but I'm not really listening, listening because I'm just listening just to get out what I want to say. So overall, um, there's it's really slippery slope as far as um, losing yourself. So I would say losing yourself is more so can be on those different a lot of different levels uh, as far as like maybe activities you enjoy, maybe personality traits, maybe um, just the way you the way you would do things or activity or things like that nature. However, comma, I would strongly suggest that you know when you feel when you can look in the mirror and you don't even know who you are anymore as a person or you're doing things that are like vastly out of your character, then that's a red flag. That's a time you should take a step back, maybe consult with friends. Because if you have true friends that love you and care about you, they'll tell you the truth. They'll go, hey, you know what? Since you've been dating that person, you've just been really like, your energy's been different. It's been real off. It's been real down. You're a lot more negative. And then you take that information, you sit back and you listen to it and you digest it just like they would. And you go, okay, maybe they're on to something. These are people I love and care about and they're in my circle. So let me see if they are on to something. And then maybe even see in your life. Like a lot of times for me and just in general, I remember a lot of times that you can self-reflect is by looking at old photos, maybe old videos. And the reason you do this is because you can see, you can visually see, because you know yourself, how you were feeling. Like maybe in this photo you took, you weren't really put together. You weren't really, your presentation was off. Maybe your, maybe your hair wasn't done. Maybe your mood wasn't right, so you weren't really smiling. And then you look at maybe pictures or videos from 2018. And maybe 2018 was one of your best years yet. You just started a new job. Maybe you just got a new place or you got a new car or just for whatever reason, everything in your life was great. So you can look at that time from the videos and photos and just reminiscing on that time. And you can think about the time now. And then you just look for differences. You know, is it more so the outside world, like all this stuff going on with COVID or all this stuff just going on in general? Did what changed in your life? Was it your job that changed? Do you did you used to do one job that you love, but now you no longer do that job and you do a job you hate? Is it uh, new people that you've added in your space and in your circle that are causing more drama? I know for me personally, I had noticed that last year there was like one or two people that I added into my life. And every time we talked, 
it was just draining because like you've ever had that person that called you and then like you just knew that the call was going to be a negative call so like at first it's like oh you know you know the helpful side of you you want to help you want to be there for you you want to be the support system but then on the other hand you're just like you get to a point where you don't even want to take the call I mean, and you get to a point where they call you and you're not rushing to call them back. There was a time where they call you on Monday, you call them back Monday. Now they call you on Monday, maybe you call them back on Wednesday, maybe you call them back Thursday. Now, I'm not saying that's with all your friends, but there are people out there who are just always having bad luck or always having something bad happen to them. And it's what they're creating with their negative energy or maybe the karma that they putting out into the world, they're putting out real bad juju, bad vibes. So like they on the out on the inside, they can't figure out why they keep happening to me, why this stuff. But then on the other side, you're scamming people, you're doing fraudulent things, you're not being honest, you know, you're lying, you're deceitful. Like you can't put all that out there and then not expect it to come back. And when it comes back, it's gonna come back fast and Sometimes, most times it comes back fast, but sometimes it does not. Overall, you definitely, self-reflection is definitely a good way to figuring out um, if you're losing yourself in a situation. And sometimes it could be, uh, like your friend said, you're dating someone new and their energy is just so down. Like, yeah, they're, they're cute and yeah, maybe they're funny or maybe they um, have money or maybe they... Um, have big goals and dreams and that, but like their energy, like if you've ever dated someone whose energy is bad, it will suck the life out of you. I mean, and people really think that's a joke, but it will suck the life out of you. If you're a really happy, go lucky person. And even though you're physically, mentally, emotionally attached to this person or attracted to this person, whether depending on what stage of the relationship you're in, if their energy is off and they're bad and they just carry themselves with negative energy or they just carry real, um, just really negative energy, it can really throw off everything you have going. And then you'll look up and go, wow, how is all this happening? And it's because if you look at the situations that you've been in since you started dating this person, a lot of these situations started with them. Oh, you know, I had to take off work because they had a flat tire. Or, oh, you know, we planned on, I had a little money in my savings, but, you know, my partner didn't plan their life right. Now I got to take from that. Or, you know, you have to look at these things. Now, that doesn't mean situations don't come up, but like when it's a constant thing, you need to know, okay, how can I help you with this and better you with this? Or what can we do? Or And sometimes you just have to pull the plug because some negative people need to be with other negative people. I know it sounds crazy. Uh, some people have just been through so much stuff in their life that they can't even see the light. Like there's no chance of light. Uh, I wouldn't say give up on them, but I've had coworkers, I won't say their names, but I've had coworkers that were super negative, whether we got paid, whether if it was their birthday, whether if they got a promotion, whatever it is they got going on, negative. I mean, I literally, we're on this young lady's birthday and she's negative. And it was just crazy to me because I couldn't figure out what life of me, like, 
how you have friends or a spouse. And then I finally got to meet the spouse in a work event. And he's just as negative. Like he's such a Debbie Downer. And he puts her down. And the fact that he would put her down in public was a red flag for me. I mean, obviously, I'm not in the relationship. But for me, I was like, wow, that's a red flag. So overall, it was just he's probably she maybe started off as such a nice young lady at one point, maybe 10, 20 years ago. But you be around that bad energy and it just sucks the life out of you. So please, I I beg of you, everyone listening, following, don't lose yourself. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be a us. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be a part of something great. There's nothing wrong with wanting to unify, but still take that time to have self-care. Self-care is so important. It could be as simple as going to get your nails done, simple as going to get the new haircut, simple as getting a massage, whatever it is that you like or whatever it is that you're into. Make sure to do that and make sure to take care of yourself and don't lose yourself on the way of trying to find love because it's not worth it. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. I do apologize for not having one for a while. You know, just need a little break to step away. Um, Definitely finding the one podcast. This has been your host, Reese. It's as a pleasure. Always great uh, putting out content for you guys. I really hope that you all enjoy. And I appreciate all the support. Uh, luckily on this app, I'm able to see all the support, how many people that's listen. If you enjoy the, the podcast, share it with friends. I would love to be uh, a household name and people really, um, just really check for my podcast to help them get through situations. So have a great day and stay blessed.